Episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff. What's left of Venomous Vinny's voice? <laughs> Jason the McRib McCullough. That's right, the McRib is back with us again. I'm not Family. limited time only. I'm not even gonna hit the air horns because I know <laughs> the Venomous one is not feeling well. So uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, we've uh, checked him every way possible. He doesn't have COVID. I don't. Uh, we just don't know what it is. He Probably. did squeeze a lot for that rectal test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it it's may very not be valid. Yeah. yeah, it may not be valid. Yeah. But, okay, uh, so we are introducing a new format tonight, and I could not be more thrilled to tell you all about it. It's a very complex thing where we just go decade by decade and have our top ten films from that decade. Mm-hmm. That's it. Crazy, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so, tonight, we are talking about the 1980s. <whistles> Big decade to start with. Yes. Coming out swinging. And so, we're talking about our top ten films of the 1980s. A few of us understood the assignment differently. <laughs> uh, and uh, I'm going to do my best to work within the framework of which the professor so... Uh, put a lot of work into. <laughs> so let's let's start it at our our number tens. Start on the the the, the bottom of your list. Uh, your top ten. Start down. At well, the, you say bottom of the list like it's going to be bad. There's so <laughs> many good movies. The here. bottom of your top ten. My, my and my list changed several times. When I was doing this, but number ten was American Werewolf in London. Hmm. Okay, it's yep. a good movie. Very good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just finished an episode where we talked about, we did a werewolf roundtable. Don't know which order these are going to come out in. Uh, but also, we have covered American Werewolf in London on our Monsterpiece Theater. So, uh, it's on my list. Yeah, yeah much higher on my list. It's on my list. Yeah, it's higher on my list. So, there you oh, go. Oh, does it rub? Okay, fine. Four guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, Ray. <laughs> Shaming your ordering there. Uh, Vinny. I know that you and I didn't have them in a particular order, so just look at your list there and say what do you think would be towards your 8, 9, 10. For Cre- said he only had like Creep six. Show. Christmas Evil. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. That is I love one it. that uh, only recently uh, has become a huge favorite for me. Did that make anyone else's top ten of the 1980s? That's going to be a no for me, dog. No, but I do love it. <laughs> Wilson, doesn't want to leave, Professor, doesn't want to leave you hanging. I man. love the spotlight. <laughs> okay. And there's that. <laughs> this could be a 15-minute long episode. <laughs> um, so my tenth uh, pick is Day of the Dead. It is, um, mm. I think, 
actually, it's certainly not Romero's most important movie by any stretch, but I think it is probably his best directed. Um, he's got a lot more in terms of resources for this movie to do what he had set out to do in the previous two uh, zombie films that he did. I think it's um, it's a little bleak and not the most rewatchable film, as you'll have with a lot of 80s classics, but he's the master. I had to have him on my top ten for the decade. I think sure. it's a good one. That, that one is not one of my favorite of Romero's works, and I think a lot of it is because there is some really bad acting by some people in that cast. Hmm. And I think that turns me off to that movie. I think it's very hammy. Yeah, there, it's got more this of the drama. not a with steel them, fan by any means. With some <laughs> trap down underneath. Um, yeah, the, there's a the little bit more The concept is cool, drama, yeah. yeah. But, but sure. some of the acting's atrocious. I love Day of the Dead. It just didn't make my top ten. I absolutely... Day of the Dead's what made me a horror fan. I wow. saw this when I was five. It was my first horror movie I seen. Wow. Did you not yeah. have parents? Uh, I had irresponsible <laughs> parents who let my aunt, who loved horror movies, watch. Watch me, and by watch me, she went to bed and let us stay up as late as we wanted. Nice. So it was horror movies until Beavis and Butthead came on. I thought maybe Amish Neighbors showed you this one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, Day of the Dead is on my top ten. Okay, so I'm going to qualify my list here a little bit, and this is going to also inform the episode just a little bit. We, we allowed ourselves some honorable mentions. Right, because we knew it was going to be hard for this, and so I've curated a top ten that excludes the main franchises. So Nightmare, Friday the Thirteenth, and Halloween. I will bring those up in my honorable mentions. Just so you know. Sure. I can tell you guys. You do you, bro. All right. I only had one. Make the list. It's part of any franchise. Okay, uh, number ten. Let's go with the stuff. All right. Uh, You know, when I put this list together, I looked at things that were uniquely 80s that just hit in such a different way for me um, that there's just just no time or place that it could have happened but the 80s in a lot of ways. And the stuff is on that list. And the stuff is number 10 on uh, my list. Larry Cohen. I dig it. It's also uh, so deeply tied into current events and reflective of that decade it just, that we're ranking. So yeah. It's kind of a perfect pick to that I mean, way. There, there should be a, the stuff candle right back there. It's right? over there. Oh, it's over there. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Somewhere in this room where you sit is the stuff. Great movie. Alright. McRib, back to you, bud. For no well, okay, so we're on nine for me. I put Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Night of the Creeps. Great choice. Almost made my top ten. Didn't make mine. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun one. It's uh, one of the greatest experiences I ever had at a convention with a cast reunion where it made me love the movie more. This was one of them. I mean, that cast has a great camaraderie. Yeah. They and really they, do. They, you can tell they still do when they get together at these conventions. It was it was a lot of fun, and it, it kind of elevated the movie for me. It's It leans into a lot of classic entertaining angles of, of horror movies, especially from this decade. It's quite indicative of the 80s, but yeah, it's so much fun. Alright, quick question. If you had... They're totally not unrelated, but they get compared a lot because they both have Night of in their titles. Night of the Creeps or Night of the Comet? Night of the Creeps. Night of the Comet's good. 
Mm-hmm. But I, really, I really like both, but I would say Creeps. I'd probably agree with that. Yep, same here. Yeah. Night of the Creeps. You were hoping for some pushback. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> all right, let's generate some conversation so it's not a 20-minute episode, and never mind, we all agree. Okay, <laughs> good, good. Night of the Creeps. All right. Comet is fun, though. Yeah, it's a great it's movie. It's good. Yeah. Uh, not in my top ten. Not in my top ten. No. Venomous One. Another one that's recently become a hot one for me. Uh, brain Damage. Wow. I love that one. I've watched that a lot in the last two years. I don't know what it is about that movie that hits for me, but it really does. Now you're talking about with Aylmer. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, not, not the uh, European title for Dead Alive. No. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I feel like uh, this podcast has brought about a lot of love for Hen and Water. It's kind of helped us. Oh man! It. Oh yeah! Yeah, it's oh, like yeah. we've all become a huge Hen and yeah. Water. It's marks. like we enjoyed it, but the more movies we've watched, it's like, holy shit! I really like this guy. Yeah, the, there is definitely a certain style that is all his, uh, and the more that I see, the more I really like it. So yeah, Brain Damage is definitely for me right now on my top ten. Nice. Yeah, that was one that I'd never seen. And when Carrie and I got married, uh, her cousin Zach gave us a stack of Blu-rays, and he just said, you all need to see these. And this was <laughs> in that stack, and we've, we've loved it since. In fact, we got our dog a chew toy that's supposed to be a turd, but it looks like Aylmer. I've seen it, and it does look like Aylmer. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And that was why we bought it, because it looked like Aylmer. I like brain damage. It's just not something I... I, I don't visit it enough. It just... I think I saw it in high school, maybe, and that was... Uh, Let me ask you this. I, I don't know how Vinny feels, but I know the professor and I love dirty New York City movies. Where I'm are you same. at on dirty New I'm York? I'm the same. I okay. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of the reason I like VHS as well, besides the cover art and everything. I just like that, just the way the film looks in general. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of New York City. I still have a very 1980s... Absolutely. Hollywood gave me... Yeah, uh, image of what it is, which it obviously is is not that way anymore. You want to uh, get mugged in Times Square, <laughs> but I yeah, it's it's Disneyland now, but back then. <laughs> but yeah. also uh, for brain damage, the fact that John Zacherly, the oh, famous horror uh, host, is the voice of Aylmer. Yeah, is an added bonus for me being a horror host nerd too. So that is tight. All right, Professor Number Nine for me, Return of the Living Dead. Um, I think it's it, the 80s so much of what's fun with 80s horror movies is that they're fun and this is right up there in terms of it, it, they're not really ever setting out to scare you but man you're going to have fun it is such a fun movie and it delivers still in so many ways uh, in the horror angles with, with a lot of the makeup and some of the, the insanity that, that they have unfold but it's just it's a party movie it's so much it's just a blast yeah, it's on my list, but it's a little higher. Yeah. It's number one on my list. <laughs> nice. It's number one on my list. Nice. nice. Yeah, it's just that it's that movie that just makes you look like. There's. Have you ever met anyone that doesn't like that movie? I hope not, because <laughs> I don't want to be friends with that person. Yeah. I don't want to <laughs> know. Me out. It's so much fun. Yeah, for sure. For my sure. dream is to cosplay as one of these characters eventually at some point. They yeah. don't have a fat guy in there, but I'm, I'm working on it. <laughs> working on it. <laughs> working on it. My number nine is going to be 
Motel Hell. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> Let's get some fritters on. Yeah, man. Uh, again, it's 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 another time and place movie. Like you could have probably made this in the seventies, uh, but definitely not past the eighties. This is not right. gonna, this is not going to come through. And uh, it's silly. It, it's 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 wild. Um, you know, just. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just I just got lost in the sauce there for a minute. You know, takes all kinds of critters to make Farmer Vincent fritters. You know, and, and it's he, one of those movies that's it's it's well known enough, but the actors didn't really do anything else. And they were just recently at Cinema Wasteland in their autographs, like where autographs should be twenty bucks, yeah. ten bucks. The director I think charged ten bucks, and he gave you he signed a, a print I had of it um, that it was a special print. For ten bucks, and then he gave me an eight by ten because he felt like I wasn't getting my money's worth. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. Wow. Yeah. Uh, is Rory Calhoun the old man? Yes. yes. Yeah. And he had had some history in westerns and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, he's 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 in uh, uh, Pure Country with George Strait. That's a he's got a fun role in that. But yeah, no. Uh, Motel Hill <laughs> meets meat and a man's gotta eat. That's a bonkers <laughs> movie. <laughs> All right, McRib. I'm, I'll go through. I'll throw out an honorable mention since we're going that way. Um, an honorable mention for me is Near Dark. It's on my list. It's on your top ten. Oh yeah. Awesome. Good. Good. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Near Dark doesn't get as much love as you as it should, and it's not a great. It's not like a perfect vampire movie, but just got all this. I just love the way it looks and that bar scene. There's nothing better than that bar scene. One of the funniest things to me that Professor has ever said on this podcast was that he said if he was locked in that bar with them, he would also pretend to be a vampire and pretend like he was helping them. Just so they they wouldn't eat him in the same way. (laughs) Yeah, here, look at this guy. (laughs) Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Gotta fit in. (laughs) Yeah, it's on on my list. That movie's great. It's not on my list, but it is fantastic. It's a tattoo I, I want to get. That Bill Paxton just leaning against the bar. That's a tattoo mm, I, I definitely face. want to get. Yeah, We keep odd hours. <laughs> <laughs> Venomous One. Well, let's see here. Uh, Christine. Mm-hmm. That is one that I have watched over and over and over again. I had to be careful with this list that it didn't just become a... John Carpenter list as I started looking at what some of my favorite movies were his name kept coming up Oh yeah, and I had to kind of reel it back and add some things that weren't his work but I really do enjoy that movie yeah Christine's a blast um, it's, it's Carpenter flexing every skill set he has at that point to try and be back into the good graces of studios uh, because he kind of had some financial struggles uh, previously, the thing was a, a bomb for him, and this was his way of saying, letting you know the suits know, like I can direct the hell out of it, anything. Um, and also at that point, you've got Stephen King, who has just risen to the top uh, in terms of popularity and kind of clout at that point in, in the mid '80s. Who's so, the cream of the crop? Yes, rises <laughs> to the top. So he's a. Uh, you know, it's it's an interesting intersection with Carpenter on a, a, a at least from a 
from a fan standpoint, an incredible run, even if financially they didn't all perform well. His run in the 80s is fantastic, especially um, from the beginning of the decade up through the mid uh, the middle of the decade. But yeah, this is a, it's, it's a fun one. Okay. Yeah, it's, um, I got another staple. I mean, if, uh, again, another movie I've never seen anyone not like. Yeah, yeah. true. For sure. Banger. Professor. Uh, my eighth pick is A Nightmare on Elm Street. This is um, the only franchise-related movie I have. I think it's easy to kind of overlook how effective this first film is. Um, I mean, just on paper, the, the script is terrifying. Um, and I, I think that even though the, the franchise went on to become increasingly humorous, this first one don't play around. Yeah. It's it's got some some pretty intense stuff, especially for uh, you know the younger audience that it was aimed at. I mean, it it, it really holds up pretty well. Yeah. Forty years later, it's also my number eight. That's again another staple of. I don't know what else to say about. It. Yeah, <laughs> it's these these franchise movies that are established and well known, and like you don't have to say much about it. it is it is one right. of right. It's perfect. in my honorable mentions just because I kept franchises all the, the big three off of my main list because I didn't know where to put it. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's we us three have normal lists. You went with the hipster list, <laughs> the curated list. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. All right, let's go with my number eight. My number eight is your honorable mention, Near Dark. Yeah. Awesome. So, Near Dark, I just love it. I um, It was funny when we started talking about we were going to do a vampire episode, and I was like, oh, God, I hate vampire movies. And then I sat down, and I was like, oh, no, I really like a lot of vampire movies. <laughs> it's like this idea, I think, just the, the Dracula vibe, which we talked about on the Dracula episode, but a lot of my... A lot of my top horror movies are vampire movies and sad and, and gothic operas. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Near Dark's one of them. I just love um, this idea. You know, when they're talking about how long they've been around, and and uh, Lance Henriksen talking about being in the Civil War, and they were uh, there. The South, when, we lost. Yeah, exactly. And they were there when the Chicago Fire happened, and the history nerd in me is like, yeah, I love it. <laughs> um, Paxton is great as Bill Paxton in this. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I love it. So, yeah, that's my number eight. Uh, the first time I met Lance Henriksen, that's what I had him sign was a, a near-dark thing, and he was he popped for that, because I guess he's signing a lot of Alien and Pumpkinhead stuff. Sure. That he really digs when people like near-dark. So Yeah. And near-dark is um, a singular experience. They're, like, they're just... It's a vampire western. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. It's, just, it's just its own thing. It's well-made. Um, it's well-written. It's, uh, it's a really interesting piece of entertainment especially for the genre and you know where I found my copy because evidently it's it's hard to come by on Blu-ray now mm-hmm. um, I've got a bootleg is it at the library is it steel <laughs> 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 what's there, there's a place in Decatur that's kind of shaped like a castle and it used to be a video store um, oh, yeah. I don't know what the name of it was because it's gone now now it's all it's all vapes baby <laughs> it's all vapes <laughs> but uh yeah, it was no, it was Edge Video. That's what yep. it was. Edge Video. Edge yep. Video. Yep, there was an Edge Video there and in Bluffton, and I can't remember which one I bought it at, but I got it at one of those. Yeah, it used to be a cable place too, where they sold cable, <laughs> cable boxes. <laughs> it's like big towns, 
the big stores close, they become spirit of Halloween. Small towns, stores close, they become vape shops. <laughs> that is what I mean. There, we have more vape shops than we do grocery stores. And don't forget that Delta Eight THC. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jason. What's your number seven, cowboy? Uh, my number seven was Evil Dead. Never heard of it. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> Evil Dead. Great movie. Didn't make my list. Yeah, it didn't make my list, which I thought might be an issue for some. Uh, yeah, I thought so it might beloved. be considered blasphemous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's a classic. I enjoy it, but it's just. It's not at the top for me. The same here. Same here. Yeah. There are two times in my life that I can really remember uh, sitting down. One was when uh, Resident Evil came out. All a bunch of friends got together at a friend's house that bought it. We turned off all the lights and just started playing the game. And so, like, when you turn the corner and there's zombies there, like, I remember that. And then Evil Dead is another movie we all got together and watched for the first time. Just turned off all the lights. And, and so... It's got a special place. I mean, obviously it's popular, but it's sure. got a special place in my heart for that. So, the first two films, the problem for me is that I remember when Army of Darkness came out, and I was like 11 or 12. What year did that come out? Was it like 93, 94, Army of Darkness? Let me and check my list. I'll get back. <laughs> you got the 90s on there, too? No, I, I wrote down uh, some notes for similar movies, but... So, Army of Darkness came out, and I remember the trailer looking like fun, and my dad thought it looked fun, and we went and saw it, and I loved Army of Darkness, and then I got to college, and I was like, wait, 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 Army of Darkness has prequels? (laughs) So, Evil Dead 1 and 2 are great movies, but I cut my teeth on Army of Darkness, and so, that's always going to be my favorite in the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which is which is just a slap in the face it's, to a lot of people. It's hard to hear. It's like you reverse <laughs> reverse watched a lot of popular stuff. <laughs> but we've all got that story at some point. Uh, yeah. So okay. Well, I'm, I'm clearly upset to my crib. Venomous one. What's your sense? He's backing his shit up right now. Uh, uh, for me, the Terminator. Terminator was a movie. <clears throat> it was very influential on me when I watched it. It was one that uh of course my dad would fast forward past the titties. God forbid. What about but I was allowed to fast, watch fast forward past the titties but didn't but you were allowed to see Arnold naked. But I oh yeah and I was allowed to watch all the graphic violence that went on but you know that Protestant puritanical Midwestern Christians. Uh but that movie was a huge influence on me coming up and I still love to watch that one. I put it in pretty frequently. One of my favorites of all time. Okay. Didn't AI, make my list. AI. Oh. <laughs> and and this is still Vinny. Uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. is not on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get COVID fact checked. <laughs> all right. Professor. Uh, yeah, I think that's uh, an interesting pick for the decade. Sure. I like it. Um, yeah, it... It's. Uh, I know we. You know we've covered it on the show. It's. It's an interesting one. Um, yeah, I like it. Switch it up. <laughs> wasn't even on my radar. I didn't even think about it, but it's a good movie. Yeah. Terminator's great. Terminator's great. Yeah. I mean, especially as a kid. I mean, obviously T two gets a lot of the sure the, the For, and, and justifiably. Yeah. And it was more palatable to a wider audience. Yeah. 
Vinny's significantly older, so like he saw Terminator. <laughs> he loves putting significantly in front of that. So he had more time to observe four the first Terminator. Four years. Settle down, Great Bush. We got four, this. Four years. Well, and, and also because I was a science fiction kid first. Yeah. And so it married the two things for me. Yeah. And I would argue that Terminator is horror sci-fi. T2 is sci-fi horror. Exactly. You know. Kind of like we that qualifier for alien. Alien is horror sci-fi. Yes. Aliens is sci-fi, sci-fi horror. horror. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean the rest of us came in an age like I remember when T two came out, I was so pumped for it, and my dad was like, You've never even seen Terminator. And I was like, What's Terminator? <laughs> this this is- happens a lot in your life. <laughs> <laughs> he, he ain't right. <laughs> And so, of like course, if you said I saw Sleepaway Camp three, and it's just way better than one, like, that would blow my mind. Uh, teenage Wasteland. I mean, hello, sir. Benny loves part three. Milkshake. <laughs> uh, sorry, I brought that up. I like to pretend that that's not a franchise. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Terminator. And the music. The music is just iconic. Dum dum dum. Yep. It's pretty sure. very simple but iconic. And that scene where he tears through the police station. Like, God, it's so good. And that's John Cameron, isn't it? John Cameron? John Cameron. John Connor. Is that a- John, no, no, no. Uh, James, James Cameron. James, James yeah. Cameron. Yeah. John yeah, Jimmy, Connor. Jimmy. This is Jimmy. <laughs> it's interesting that you're the older one, but he has the memory problems. <laughs> I told you he's not right. Did we do introductions? <laughs> Yeah, listen, Avatar wiped my brain as a favorable view of James Cameron. Look, his dad didn't shoot him that night that he was sleepwalking, but he did hit him with the butt of the rifle. <laughs> All right, Professor. Uh, number seven for me is Poltergeist. Ooh, um, nice. It's uh, It was a huge part in terms of actually scaring me in the 80s. Um, it's... I, I quickly realized that if you didn't grow up with it, it doesn't have quite the impact, um, uh, you know, for people that saw it back then because it terrified me. And so there's a lot of um, memories and nostalgia kind of intertwined with it. But even still, even if it doesn't scare you, it's a pretty entertaining movie. Uh, but for me, I'd be remiss if we uh, ranked the decade of horror that I grew up in without mentioning one of the ones that scared the shit out of me. Right on. Yeah, I saw it later in life, so it just didn't hit for me the same way. I feel like a lot of kids saw that younger because there wasn't gore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or titties. So in the Midwest, we were allowed to see it. And That's I feel like a lot Spielberg of... Spielberg brand on yeah, the side. I think a lot of kids saw that earlier, and so that left a huge mark on, on a generation. Plus the actress that that uh, plays the little old lady, good lord. Zelda. Ugh. Scares the shit out of you. Yep. Not I, I, and her name's I'm blanking on her name, but wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. She was the scariest part of the movie to me. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when I was old enough to realize that uh Coach was smoking weed with his wife in their bedroom. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Hey, wait a minute. Hold up. Went over my head as a kid. I've mentioned it on the show before, but I got uh the effects of sunscreen in my eye right out in front of the polar guy's house because we went over there to check it out. Right, as I was getting out, sweat because we'd been out in the desert, had made uh, some of the sunscreen go down in my eye. And so the uh, current owner of the Poltergeist house stood there smoking a cigarette in their driveway while I stood out there and went, ah, 
Ah, that's in my eyes out with a bottle of water, so there's also that. <laughs> he just thought you were so emotional. Yes. <laughs> how much you loved it. All right, my number seven is... Pumpkinhead. Ooh, yes. Wow. <laughs> that sounded judgmental. No, I remember he's anti... He's, he's going anti list No, but see, I had seen Pumpkinhead too before I had seen Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> I seen the head pumpkin before I saw pumpkin head. <laughs> yeah, man, pumpkin head was one I accidentally saw too young and uh, saw that little boy die, and I was like, I'm a little boy. Is this three movies now that we've mentioned that's had Lance Hendrickson in it? And for good reason. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he was in Terminator in the police station. Yep, yep. Near Dark. Near Dark. Near Dark. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I love Pumpkinhead. And if yes. anybody brings up aliens, he'll be in that one too. Um, you love, yeah. I love Pumpkinhead. Pumpkinhead's yeah. great. Um, yep, you got the movie maniacs, Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I've got two of the 18 inch huge ones. Like, Pumpkinhead's just great. He looks great. Grim just put his dick on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this, this right here is just what's in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> Flexing, boy. <laughs> No, Pumpkinhead's amazing. It really yeah. is. It, it, I, I just watched it not too long ago, and again, it hits for me now that I got kids. When that, oh, it yeah. like look, and it still looks great. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, when the kid up. dies, I'm just like, yeah. Stan Winston. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah the cre- the creature design is top shelf. Uh, the the story is kind of the classic approach of be careful what you wish for, and um, yeah, it's a really fun movie. You got this old hillbilly witch. I mean, it's, yeah, it's good. Good, good, good. All right, McRib, number six. I have uh, The Lost Boys. Ooh. That is on my list as well. Ooh, that one fell and, short. A, a near... What? Of my list. Oh, okay. No, I was like, no. No, of my list. Sir. I was literally about to say that's pretty much a perfect movie. Yeah, it like, is. That fell short. It is. Yeah, no. It just missed my list, but yeah, no. I never got to see it in theaters until recently. Uh, went to a con, and, and so a friend took me to. They were showing it in theaters, and it was it was awesome. So you, great you still, to watch. Did you say you still believe? I still believe. Oh, yes. I still believe. Uh, ranked on the same number. Lost Boys. Yep. All right. The only time I've ever loved a man in purple, purple type pants. <laughs> uh, that movie for me, number one, that's like peak Corey's. That and License to Drive. Yeah. Uh, I wore this out when I was a kid. Um, I mean, what's not to like about it? Exactly. And Jason Patrick was cool as fuck. You know, uh, the Corys were cool as fuck. You got Tim Tim Capello out there, which I got to see him at Horror Hound a few years ago. They had J. Tom Mack, who did the Cry Little Sister song. Mm-hmm. He did a whole set. That horror hound after hours. At which point, uh, the dude who played Laddie and Lost Boys came up drunk as fuck. He was like, "Give it up for my boy!" Like, "Yeah, man, he's really good." He's like, "Give it up for my boy!" He's like bullying us to clap for G. Tom Mack, <laughs> who didn't need it. Uh, and then Tim Capello came out, did the one song, but an extended version. Fucking murdered the room, man. Yeah. Just out walking through the crowd hitting the saxophone like and then left just played the one song and that's, was yep, done that's his MO uh, and then the next day I was at the con and I, you know, I do a lot of cons because my buddy Brian has booths and I work them I've been a, 
I'm a little desensitized to him at this point. Walked into the room that Tim Capella was in as he was walking out. And uh, we kind of met in the middle. I said, hey, man. I said, I just want to tell you. I said, uh, I do a lot of these shows. It's kind of jaded with a lot of what goes on. I said, but uh, I said last night, being there when you played, I was like, dude, that's probably one of the best con moments I've ever had. And he, he says, oh, man, that makes me feel so good. Can I have a hug, bro? Gives me a hug. And, like, the coolest motherfucker. If you have a chance to talk to Tim Capello, he is a genuinely good human being. Go buy some of his body oil from his table. <laughs> like, dude is great. But, yeah, Lost Boys, most definitely on the top. He's one of the few guys. He doesn't just want to take a picture with you. He wants three different poses, and he'll say, all right, now we're doing this, and you just <laughs> go for it. Such an iconic role from Tim Capello that they brought that back for the season finale of season two of Reservation Dogs on FX, <laughs> which is a great show uh, written by Taika Watiti. Um, yeah, that, and then also that, and that's also that tie-in to what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. because in the in the movie they do the. Oh, look at what you're eating. <laughs> yeah. Is it booms? <laughs> Would you like some biscotti? <laughs> just, yeah. Uh, just a great movie. Ties into pop culture still to this day. So good. But not good enough to make your top ten. That's cool. All right. <laughs> Whatever, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Professor. Ah. For my number six, The Howling. Oh. You know the werewolves are going to be all over any top ten for me where I can. Um, That's beep. You said Hallie, he rubbed his nipples. Yeah. It's getting, it's kind, it's getting fun in here. What kind of movie it is. But yeah, um, I, I finally come to my piece for uh, where I write this for many years. I equated this uh, as, uh, you know, twins with an American Werewolf in London. And I'm, I'm okay with putting American Werewolf in London ahead of this now. But I do think it's really, really good. And... Um, one of my most beloved movies for the decade as we approach the kind of upper half of our rankings. Who played Eddie Quist in that? <laughs> I think he was on Star Trek. Was his name Bobbert? Bobbert Ricardo? Ricardo. Ricardo. Yeah, you're right, he was in Star Trek. Thank you for bringing that up. I also like to blow minds that, that is Eddie Quist and the Howling is, as I pointed out, the gym teacher on the Wonder Years. Yeah. He's uh, also the guy that runs the theater in matinee. That's mm-hmm. right. There you go. Hopefully we cover that on this show sometime. (laughs) Uh, I got to meet Dee Wallace finally last uh, October in Kentucky at a convention. And my kid was with me, who's 15. And uh, she is, A, the sweetest ever. Very interactive. And when we walked away, my kid goes, Why are you smiling so big? And I said, (laughs) You cannot understand what a person from my generation to hear that voice mm. say my name to me. Mm. It, you can't explain it to somebody else who didn't grow up in that era where she was the mom yep. in everything. Like, yeah, there's just something absolutely magical about that moment. I've talked about that too with, with people in the past, just that feeling of like, oh man, she's in everything I grew up with, it seems like, and now. Just hearing the voice, I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, it was amazing. The original MILF. 
She would probably <laughs> embrace that. Uh, <laughs> top ten's getting awesome. <laughs> All right, my number six, a film that's already been mentioned, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah? Yeah. You know. Do you like that one? I've enjoyed it. You're a fan of that? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Punk, punk rock zombies. Uh, my, my highlight of that one is that I got to see that on Halloween night in a theater in Louisville, Kentucky. I left a Halloween party at a bar dressed as a Dawn of the Dead zombie with like blue makeup on to go watch this in the theater and then at midnight and then at the end when Louisville gets nuked everybody in the theater cheers. Okay, now you're just bragging. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. All right, McRib, your number five. Number five, I have Friday the 13th. It's going to come up at some point, but uh, I have to say that's probably my favorite franchise. And so that one's that's that that first one's a banger. I love that one. Is that the one with the hockey mask? No. <laughs> oh, but that that's that's the one with Jason. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His, his name sure. was his name was Jason. <laughs> I think I like the spin of it that that, that, that that there's a killer, and it ends up being the mom. I love that. I love, and Betsy Palmer does a great job. It's like for as little screen time as she has in the end, there. Great for sure. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, know. it's easy to, to chalk it up to being just, you know, goofy, mindless part of that whole movement, but the first one's pretty entertaining. It is. It like, really is. I, you know, I, I revisit the sequels a lot more, but I, I still love the first movie. Yeah. It's yeah. a blast. When we did the camp out uh, for the podcast, I remember us watching that out there, and it was fun having it uh, right against all the tree line yeah. there out in the campground where we were at. Yeah, it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is. It still is. And the canoe at the end, you can't beat you can't beat that kind of moment, right? Yeah, even if Ari Lehman's getting money for it, <laughs> you leave Ari Lehman alone, sir. <laughs> yeah, his name is good in this house. Yes, <laughs> and his hot sauce, his clothing line, his band, his record. I'm just kidding. I don't know what all. I he say is. that because he signs anything, and but well, I mean anything. I bought from a, a person who just got like bought a horror lot. I bought. A Beckett certified Jason X card <laughs> that Ari Lehman signed. No idea why. It, did he write the first Jason? No, he just oh, wrote Ari okay. Lehman on there. Yeah, and ju- and so just because it's a quirky, weird thing, I was like, you "Well, know what, you know what? I want, I want that. to do one thing in my life that I can cash in on like that." Oh, oh yeah, like yeah. Oh, that. Do you I, know? I thought you were going to say something illegal. <laughs> <laughs> you two know? Do you know my story about meeting Ari Lehman? I don't. He's been at a few cons I've been at. That never went out of my way to meet him. I, uh, one of my really good friends, got married in Indy, and I did the wedding. Uh, I presided, and afterward, after the reception, this is the after party to the after party. We're standing in the lobby of a hotel in Indianapolis, one in the morning. Nap town. <laughs> Ari Layman walks in, and I've been drinking, but I still know that that's Ari Layman. I'm like, what's he here for? There's no horror con going on. And uh, I was like, I'm in a suit and tie, and I'm like, Ari Lehman. <laughs> he looks at me like... He thought you were about to serve him with papers. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. And I was like, can we get a photo? And he was like, of course, man. He was in town for like a metal convention. His band is called First Jason. First Jason. Yeah. yeah. And he was upset that his gauntlets that he was wearing weren't laced up. He had unlaced them to give himself. I oh, said, boy. that's cool, man. It's cool. And so we did like the metal claws for a picture at like one in the morning. Here's my R. Layman story. One of the first days of the dead I went to, uh, they had a group 
thing on Facebook, and uh, he accidentally posted pictures of him full nude on there. And it was up for about a week until it got <laughs> so, taken down. It's like, hey, hey excuse me, uh, yeah. first Jason, your nutsack is on display. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I see your there was a lot of comments. <laughs> wow. All right. yeah. Boy, that's a... not. That's right up there with the trauma story. Yeah, Lord, 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 Lord blessed him to be in that movie, but not in any other areas. Before we get too blue, Minnie, you're number five. Uh, this is the only thing that I have that is part of a franchise, though I argue not part of the franchise. Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Mm. Okay. That one... It's a bold move, Con. Hated that one as a kid, as we've discussed. Only one to make me cry. Big disappointment. Uh, but as a standalone, when you're not expecting Michael Myers, it is an absolute embodiment of an 80s horror movie. Yeah, it really is. And it is an annual watch for me. That's on my honorable mentions, just because I... You know, I could see this being in my list. I honestly overlooked it because I kind of just thought about, like... In passing, okay, the big franchises, you know, and I just kind of thought of Michael Myers sequels, but this really is that good. Yeah. This is this warrants being on a top ten list. What's amazing to me is how casual moviegoers still hate this movie. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. I got to an argument with a guy. And he, <laughs> here comes the dog. Um, yeah, I got into an argument with a guy. I was like, "Have you revisited it since your childhood?" And he was like, "Oh yeah, I watched it. It's still trash." I'm like. Do I need to like yeah. explain this to you? It's like e- even after you understand. I was one of those people like I, do, I it did not hit for me at all, and I had to I had to watch it twice afterwards and be like okay because people you know I'd run into people and be like no it's really good you need to check it out and I'd be like, all right went back and, and it has grown on me okay it's not my favorite Halloween sure. movie but it's definitely grown I just on me. I don't consider it a Halloween movie yeah that's how I make peace with it it it, it has that very weird feel that like this is a different script that we're just going to slap Halloween on. It really does. Yeah. I mean, it was the idea of trying to return to the original idea of what the Halloween franchise was supposed to be. <coughs> but, hey, you like what you like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in my honorable mentions, for sure. Professor. Uh, number five, and this is probably my most me movie, Silver Bullet. Um, it's... It's it's I love this movie as much as I love any horror movie, but at the same time, this decade is just chocked full of movies that not only uh, blew my mind but scared the hell out of me. Um, but but yeah, I love Silver Bullet. Um, out of everything that we're ranking, it's probably the one that would show up the least outside of this conversation, yeah. at least with a lot of people. So I want to make sure I, I got it in there. Uh, that should be in my top ten, but I forgot to put it there, so it's in my honorable mentions now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's, just, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites yeah. too. Yeah, it's not a pillar for a lot of people. So when you first kind of think about the decade, it really doesn't come up. But it's There's a hell of a good movie. So much to contend with. Yeah, you know. Yeah, so that's for sure. All right, we're coming down to five. Number five. Let's say. Hmm. Let's go with Sleepaway Camp. Man, I, knew yeah, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah, I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever seen it? <laughs> Eat shit and live, Gris. <laughs> <laughs> Just changed my life. Uh, <laughs> Professor 
bought the box set on a whim when we lived together in college. Can't remember. Does yours have the Red Cross? No, I don't. Mine think it does. doesn't either. Um, it's hard to get. I, you know what? I found it at a half price books one time. He has it in triplicate. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's only for action figures, but I don't go Blu-rays anymore. In multiple formats. Uh, <laughs> and so I saw it one time at a half price books when I was kind of on hard times. It was only 10 or 15 bucks to get it with the Red Cross, and I was like, I just can't justify it right now. <laughs> you know, when you want hard times, Daddy. <laughs> right. You got um, priorities. Yeah. And so, anyway, yeah, Professor bought it, brought it home on a whim. Maybe I if you would drink less Starbucks and pulled up your bootstraps, you could have afforded <laughs> yeah. that. Less avocado toast, I know. <laughs> uh, and so I uh, I was walking through the living room. Professor had put this on. I was just mesmerized with it, and he was like, you should just sit down and watch this. <laughs> and I did. Saw the ending. Changed my life. Sleep away here. Number five. I like it. It's a classic. Great. Did it make anybody else's top ten? No. It, it no. didn't make my top ten. It is <laughs> on my honorable it. mentions. But yeah. I do love it, though. All right. All right. I would just wish the kid that did the scene in the end would, uh, if he did cons, he'd just make a ton of money. <laughs> a ton of money. <laughs> just signing his own penis pictures, I guess. Just set it on the table while he talks. All right. Before we get too blue, again, back to uh, the McRib here. I'm just going to try to keep pushing the envelope. Uh, number four was Day of the Dead for me. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Nice. Well, we already the top five. Yep. Uh, George Romero. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That guy. Great <laughs> he's soundtrack. Done, yeah, he's done a lot of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, Score for that is yeah. awesome. Uh, my first con meet, George Romero. I was very jealous. Yeah. First con meet. Uh, That's great. I think it was around 2010. Horrorhound weekend, Indianapolis. Yep. Could not have been more of a gem of a human being. Yeah. Yep. Dude's awesome. All right. Venomous number four. They Live. Ooh. All right. Ooh, nice choice. I love They Live. Uh, uh, Jim Carpenter, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Old Jimmy. Old Jimmy. <laughs> this one, uh, again, sci-fi meets horror. Yeah. So that was, was like tailor-made for me as a kid. Add in Rowdy Roddy Piper, because I was a wrestling mark oh, as a kid, a too. Yeah. Um, as a smaller child, I had really been into the series V, so this kind of has a similar feel to a degree. Um, I don't know. I and again, Carpenter. I as a kid, I wasn't somebody who uh, the star was my focal point for a movie. I didn't pay any attention to who directed it or anything like sure. that. And then only as an adult do I start to go, "Oh no, this Carpenter guy." was really my cup of tea. He's pretty legit. Yeah. Uh, so again, another Carpenter movie. How do, you just can't go wrong with They Live. It, it, is it a little cheesy? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am not somebody who's a huge fan of remakes, but I think in the right hands that They Live is ripe for a remake. If you could cast that and get the right director for it, I think it could really be done well, and I normally don't advocate for that. Uh, but I, I think that is a fantastic 80s movie. No argument Would here. your remake consist of a 10-minute fight scene? Please, like, probably, probably about have to, wouldn't you? <laughs> you have to live up to it. I would hope so. It's Kane. <laughs> 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 yeah, 
Yeah, They Live is uh, fantastic. Um, I know I mentioned on the show before, I uh, went down with my good friend Steve uh, to the terrifying alley <laughs> yes. where the fight happens in downtown Los Angeles. And not far from Skid Row, right? Not far at all. Um, yeah, it's, Weren't it's you a, guys staying at the Cecil? <laughs> no. <laughs> we were down in that area, though. Um, matching up the buildings where he sees the, the buildings. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. The, uh, you know, the, the nerd foolery that you'll have. But, yeah, it's um, they live, It's another great piece of, like, the stuff, uh, that kind of 80s counterculture. Uh, but at the same time, you don't need to have it have any context. It's just yeah. entertaining in its approach. So, Holds yeah, up. they live's great. Holds up. You're number four, Professor. Uh, five? I, four. He, he said his boss is a carpenter. And I'm going to say mine is two. The Fog, number four. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The Fog is one of those ones that's been a big deal to me since I was really little because I knew about the movie through imagery long before I did the actual movie. It was one that when I saw in magazines and books just looked gnarly as shit. Um, and I think it still holds up. It's a really fun movie. I tend to... Or both mad hot in that one, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, when I... Because I, I work second shift, so I frequently am driving home late at night when that fog uh, on random evenings will just be out and, and thick, and I just... I usually throw this on my I do the same thing. The minute I have to deal with that out on the streets, I'm just like, ooh, I'm in the mood. Um, so, yeah, the fog. Well, and it's a different angle, too. Like, you don't get a whole lot of movies that deal with that... Um, Seaside, ghosts of sailors Mm -hmm. type of thing. Like, yeah, I that's an honorable mention for me, and I left it off because I didn't want to go top ten John Carpenter movies. Sure, yeah. Third Tom Atkins movie of the night. Mm. Nope, (laughs) no coincidence. (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay, number four for me. Let's go with (coughs) Fright Night. Mm, Okay, yeah. Old Tom Holland action. Tom Holland. Don't say it. One of my favorite Spider-Man. <laughs> I knew it was coming. <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland. Fright Night. Chris Sarandon. I mean, uh, a lot yeah. of good stuff. And and it, because um, we mentioned Night of the Creeps and Lost Boys, this also kind of embodies that, that really fun, youthful energy uh, within this and kind of the classic... Rear window, worried about the neighbor. Um, it's just a fun movie, and it's, it's aged really well. Very yeah, fun. it holds up. Yeah, so yep, Fright Night. Another one when I was like, man, I don't really like vampire movies, <laughs> but I do like Near Dark, and it's I do like I do like Lost Boys, and I, I do like Fright Night, and I do like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Fright Night. I like also from the touchstones of Roddy McDowell, yeah, with the Planet of the Apes background. And him playing a horror host. He so was so much fun in that A lot role. of things that hit for me in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What was it you said about Amanda Beer on a previous episode? That was not me, sir. <laughs> that was not I. Oh, that yeah. was a previous co-host. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Okay, McRib. Breaking the top three now. Do we want to do air horn sounds for every single intro here? <laughs> on no. Okay. Uh, number three for me is The Thing. Okay. Ooh, yeah, I'll see. I will still be mentioning that. And this is one where, again, I changed my top ten several times, but it could easily be number one. I mean, it flo- it's never going to go below five, but it's it's a perfect movie. Another perfect movie. It is. I'll agree with you. Yeah. It, uh, it's one of those ones where I like to say it's not the perfect <coughs> movie; it's a perfect movie. 
the effects, the acting, the suspense, all that stuff is great. No, no arguments here. No doubt. Number three for me is The Fly. Ooh, it's yet Good. to come on my I, list. I love The Fly. And I've mentioned that to people who are more uh, casual viewers. And uh, they're like, oh, wow, that's that's dark. It's like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's not a <laughs> fun, fun watch. But like we had discussed previously... I welcome different tones of sure. movies and endings. Uh, this is a situation where a remake is easily as good as what the original property was. Uh, the visual effects in this movie are unreal. Uh, you want to talk about heart? Uh, I, I, this movie is just fantastic, and, and it, from the first time I saw it, it left a mark on me that would. Never go away. Yeah, I yeah I'll talk about it now. It's it's gonna be my number two, but man, yeah, everything you just said, everything about it, uh, the script. <coughs> I mean, you know, there's so many memorable lines from the script. There's so much emotion in the film. The direction, the special effects, everything about it is so good, and it's such a good movie, but a hard watch as well. Um, I love this movie. Yeah. The yeah. effects are next level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think this is a fantastic movie. The only reason it's not in my top ten is just because it never scared the hell out of me, and it's not something I want to watch over and over and over again. But it's as, I mean, this is as well made as anything we're going to mention on this oh, yeah. episode. Um, it is top shelf. The acting um, is is fantastic. There's a lot of depth and, and really heartache to this movie. Um and yeah, it's it's excellent. Yeah. My number three is Reanimator. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's uh, on my list as well. My number two. Yeah. Uh, it's just a great movie. I mean, you know, you look right over there. We got the uh, the reanimation syringe. <laughs> Who's that got in it? Uh, Jeffrey Combs, Star Trek alumni. Oh, Jeffrey Combs. wow. Yeah. Bringing the heat, both in uh, Star Trek: Deep Space Nine, and I believe uh, Enterprises. Could you save your breath? I mean, I really your voice is running out here. No, not we're not we're not we're Star Trek. (laughs) (laughs) It's mentioned because I I do I do that every time. Just know it's Jason for the McRib. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Reanimator is just a blast. Um, So fun, such a fun watch. Yeah. Bonkers effects are still good, but yeah. but cheesy at the same time. And, and it's really hard too because the sequel is almost as good, if not as good, as the original. So it's it's really yeah. hard to, to to pick one over the other. But yeah, love it. Yeah, the first one is Reanimator's just unhinged, um, kind of its own thing yeah. in, in its own moment that that Stuart Gordon really brought that really didn't catch on with a whole bunch of other people. It's just its its own own moment. Yeah. It's a fun movie. Though. His direction, uh, Combs' is acting, Barbara Crampton. I mean, there's just so much going for this movie. That, um, yeah. I showed this to my father, and after it was over, he looked at me and goes, what? 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 where did I go wrong? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? 
Well, so we already know that's my number three. It's your number two. Anything yep. else you want to say? Did I mention my number three? Yeah. Didn't you? No, I think you skipped him. Yeah. American Werewolf in London. Perfect. Because you yeah. went to fly and then... Yeah, yeah. fuck him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, we don't need to talk about it because we've talked about it over and over and over again on so many episodes. Over and over and over again? It's just so goddamn. It's still yet to come on my list, so... There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my number three. Okay. We can hit. We can hit it a little bit later. I'm sorry. <laughs> no? No? No. Professor? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I I forgive you. Okay. I need to know that. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Alright. So, <laughs> this is my number three. Is your number two? Anything else you want to say about Reanimator? It's, no. uh, no. I guess not. <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. <laughs> I could go on about that movie forever. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's a movie I probably watch four or five times a year. It's that good. It's a bit much, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> You just got me on right. The venomous one. You're number two. Uh, an American Werewolf in London. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. coming up. Uh, spoiler alert, it's my number one. So. <laughs> You're kidding. <laughs> Where yeah. we at? So, did you do your number two? Yeah, I was reanimator. Yeah. Okay, same. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just two. please don't skip me. Thank you for this. thank you for being polite about it. Uh, number two for me is the thing. Um, I think that it is the greatest showcase for special effects ever. Um, it is a fantastic uh, seasonal watch, but you can watch it anytime. It bombed because they put it out in the theaters in the middle of the summer. I think the same day as Blade Runner, and it was just immediately forgotten, yeah. uh, which started hit Carpenter's kind of falling out uh, there for a bit financially. Um, but yeah, it's fuck. It's such a good movie. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That. Well, spoiler, that's number one for me. Yeah. I, I absolutely love that movie. I, I watch it every year. Every year. Yeah, it's definitely a, a winner watch. Yeah. Uh, I recently saw it in a the theater for the first time, which was... Awesome. An awesome that's experience, yeah. yeah. And now I know what Professor's number one is. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> not gonna Not gonna spoil it, yeah. So my number two is The Fly, so we already gushed about that, so... Love The Fly. It's my number two. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> McRibble. The number one round. My, my number one was Return of the Living Dead. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe I'll throw out another honorable mention here instead of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Oh, nice. wow. You know, I forgot you had that Tumblr. I got the Tumblr. Yeah. I got the book bag. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Nice. I completely slipped my mind that that would even be, yeah, yeah. makes sense. Fun movie. Goofy. But it just... I recently uh, let my daughter watch it, and she, w- I thought I was hoping not to scare her because she's not a big clown fan, but she was like, "That was really fun, Dad." Like she, she <laughs> like I really liked that. So yeah, yeah. Uh, another one, so uniquely eighties. Like yeah. uh-huh. you're not pulling that off. Could not have been made at any other time. No. Venomous number one. You're talking to me. My number one. Mm-hmm. Are you the venomous one? Yeah. Yeah. And the thing. What? <laughs> Ben said it. <laughs> you want to say anything else about it? No, I've, I've gushed about it enough. <laughs> I love the thing. All right, <laughs> Professor. My number one is The Shining. Ah! There is nothing like it. Um, for me, it's it's hypnotic. I've, I've seen it so many times, and it still holds the same kind of um, strange danger to it. It's just... 
it's a terrifying movie to me, but at the same time, uh, equally from a psychological standpoint, just fascinating. It's the performances in it are great. It's everything about it. I never get sick, but just it remains my favorite. Yeah. So here we are. Nice. Nice. Scatman Crothers. <laughs> Ski Bad man. <laughs> oh man. Uh, my number one, American Werewolf in London. Yep. Yeah. No surprise there. It's a good. It's yeah. funny how we said we're all werewolf guys, and then it's all there. Like it, it was <laughs> very it was evident. Coming back yeah. to everything we talked about in the werewolf yep. episode. This is all we got. <laughs> Wrecking the eights. I can't wait until we do me and Professor uh, the thirties decade. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you guys are gonna be fire. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Rapid round, closing out. Any other uh, honorable mentions you've got? This doesn't rank. This doesn't rank high with these, and, and it might even be just a personal one for me. But I love Lady in White. Ooh, yeah. Oh, love Lady oh, Lady oh Lady you got White. your good ally right yeah. here. Love yeah. Lady in White. Um, what's interesting with that is if you if you share that on Facebook, the director will find you. Really? Yeah. He has. He I'd sent me messages when I had tagged. The movie that I was watching it, and he reached out. He's like, "Hey, I directed that." And he's, I mean, he's really involved with fans. And it sounds like the beginning of a good joke, but it's legitimately him. Um, and he's very proud of that movie. You were being catfish, right? I got catfish <laughs> with uh, Frank Loggia, the director, <laughs> Lady in White. Um, but a uh, really nice guy. Did he ask you to bend over? Yes. <laughs> I uh, I gave him my car. <laughs> no, Lady in White's great. Yeah. Did uh, you ever see a ghost walking? Well, I did. <laughs> yeah, good film. NPR analysis. I, I mentioned this Look. to a bunch of my horror fans at a con, and the, and literally no one in the room, and like fifteen of us were like, "What's that movie?" And I was like, "What?" Like, there are three. I know movies it doesn't rank high like that in but. this category that I think are unsung that are really good. It's Lady in White, it's Changeling, and it's a Ghost Story. I think these are all not identical movies but similar in a vein in some way that somehow they all got overlooked and they're all great movies I can agree with that yeah any honorable mentions uh, I really like Nightmare 3 Dream That's Warriors a great choice mm-hmm. yeah. yeah it's a badass movie oh yeah uh, honorable mentions for me we already mentioned two of these with the Lost Boys and the Fly so I won't drag on that but I have those jotted down and then I wrote down Ghost Story which is just a kind of a me movie I love that that Good. movie it's a great movie um, and then uh, Possession which I did not <laughs> rank in the top 10 because I only have seen it later in life and so it would be kind of unfair to catapult that into a top 10 of, of such a great decade um, when it really hasn't earned the right to be there yet, but it's it's a wild movie. I still haven't seen it. No, still. No. Did professor, give you a copy of it. You had. <laughs> it's a whole goddamn shelf down there. Evidently, <laughs> with movies I've given him, doesn't want to see. <laughs> All right, so quick Nightmare on Elm Street, obviously. Uh, Silver Bullet, obviously. Halloween Three, Season of the Witch, obviously. Friday the 13th, part 5, New Beginning. <laughs> it's a fun one. Can't tell you how many times I've watched that movie. <laughs> Love it so much. And last but not least, uh, just didn't make the top 10 because it's too rapey, Silent Night, Deadly Night. <laughs> That's also my honorable mention. It's one of my favorite movies, honestly. It's yeah. Because it's so just bananas. It, yeah. it, that shit is bananas. 
<laughs> and it doesn't matter what decade you're in. If you show that movie to someone now, they'd be like, what in the hell is wrong why? with you? <laughs> why? Why would you do this? <laughs> yeah. Robert Brian Wilson's a treasure to me, so if you see him at a <laughs> Yeah. Meeting, yeah. Huh. All right. Anything else to say about the 1980s? Street trash. <laughs> That's Grizz's favorite movie. Oh man, that was given to me in the same stack with brain damage, and I loved brain damage. And I put in Street Trash, and I go, "Ooh, I don't hate it, don't love it." <laughs> you don't like it when they're playing Keep Away with a Dong. <laughs> the rapey hobos living in the junkyard. <laughs> Not great. We just Vindy, made Benny watch a lot of colors. Like... No thanks. <laughs> Drinking that Viper. <laughs> oh, what a great note to end on! <laughs> what a great. Yeah, Vinny to... has already got his bags in his hand. <laughs> I do. Did anybody have Frankenhooker on their list? No, That's I didn't. I like Frankenhooker. Ah, I put it on there. That's the only reason it's not on mine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, wrapping up a new fun format: top ten of the decade, nineteen eighties. Gonna get wild as we cover some other decades here. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Abner, and I've been joined by Professor Wagstaff, Venomous Vinny, and Jason the Big Red McCullough. Stay scary.